Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe. And I'm Roger Berman. And you're listening to Works, works for, for Us, us <laughs> where we talk to people about what works for them and their relationships and, of course, what doesn't. So we talk about all kinds of relationships on this show, but the relationship between a parent and a child is certainly one that is indescribable. Some parents say that it's like having your heart exist outside of your body, and I think that's pretty accurate. It's probably the most amazing thing we've ever done um, is have children, but it can also be, as every parent knows, terrifying. So today's episode is very personal to both Roger and myself because it has to do with one of the scariest days we've actually ever experienced as parents. Um, as many of you know, and the reason that we actually are doing this episode of our podcast is because since this actually happened, I'm pretty sure that I haven't gone anywhere or spoken to anybody, strangers, any interview I've done, pretty much anything where people have not inquired about what happened on this day over our Christmas holiday. Um, and so as many of you know, um, our son, Skylar, fell approximately 30 feet from a ski lift when our family was in Aspen. It was actually the only time we had gone anywhere this entire pandemic. Um, when I decided to post, I was very hesitant, but I think just being caught up in the moment, I was trying to distract him. So I thought I should just do a post like, hey, Sky, you know, tell everyone you're okay. And um, he ended up being okay. But I I want to just say that the fact that he's here today, all in one piece and perfectly healthy, is largely in part to who I will always refer to as our hero, um, who's joining us for this episode, Luis Yanis. And Luis is local to Aspen. He lives in the area and he also happens to be the chief operating officer at the Aspen Art Museum, which for those of you that have not been there, it is by far and away the best museum in Aspen. My parents are obsessed, we're obsessed, and it's pretty extraordinary. So please not visit just it if Aspen, you're there. but in the entire Rockies. Entire, yes, I, I would of course say that. I mean, Duh. You know, we, totally. You could say Colorado. In all of Colorado, <laughs> the Aspen Art Museum is by far and away the best museum to go see. So when Louis saw that Skylar was in danger, he moved so quickly. I was not there, but more, more on that later. And he went to grab a mat that Skylar could fall on and was basically where he landed. And if he hadn't done enough for our family already, he's also agreed to be on an episode of our podcast, which is like a huge ask. So thank you for taking the time to be on Works for Us, Luis. We are so grateful in so many ways. So I think first off, Luis, how does it feel to be a hero? Because <laughs> you are, just so you know. Um, you know, I, that, that I would never refer to I know you wouldn't. In that, in that terms, I and, uh, and I think that day I just happened to do something heroic. Um, I was just very happy to, to be able to help in a situation that I know as parents and for anybody that would have just been terrifying. I mean, that feeling of, of helplessness is just, I think I was just fortunate to do the right thing um, and be there to help. And I think to me, you know, I can say I did something heroic, but I don't think I would ever say that I'm a hero. Um, <laughs> well, I think by doing that heroic thing, you can you can know for the rest of your life that you are certainly in my house and in my family. Um, I'm pretty sure my parents would uh, hug you for like hours if they saw you, as would we. So, which we will soon. Thank you. But I also think that the question I have, and then I want to go into what Roger experienced because it's obviously very emotional for him. But from where you were. I mean, you had to have been lightning speed because this, well, well, yeah, just, I just, I think it would be great for our listeners just to know like what happened, what happened. like you're snowboarding, you're a snowboarder, right? right. And you're yes. snowboarding along and then what happened? So, I, I mean, I, I was basically just outside the lift waiting for um, Mary, Mary Weatherford, our artist who I happened to be there that day with. And she was the one that first pointed out what was going on with Sky not being on the chair, like slipping off. She said she could barely speak. When I spoke right. to her, she said, you ever feel like you're screaming and nothing is coming out? Right. She said she was in such shock that she could barely tell you right, right. what was and happening. So, yeah, when I turned around and saw it immediately, yeah, you know, I started screaming, stop the lift. I think a few other people who were closer to the line started doing that as well, getting trying to get the lift attendant's attention. And, and as soon as I saw what was going on, I just took my board off and, and started just running that direction. 
um, realizing that something had to be done. And, and it was just very fortunate, I think, that there was also that pad there that um, just ran and grabbed it and, and dragged it up to that spot right underneath. And it was, you know, one of those things that you felt like, oh, my God, this has the potential to be just tragic if, if he had come down on that hard packed snow, God forbid, what I can't even imagine what would have happened. Well, first of all, oh my God, you're my hero and I love you. But, We're just going to say that every time we see but, you, hear your name or but, anything. But you know, what I think is also so interesting, how did he know where to put the pad? Now, I'm pretty sure that I've seen like, I'm pretty sure people train for like ever to be able to like do that, fire Save safety life. rescues, life like what like you're just like well based on the wind and the uh currents i think i'm gonna put it here like literally it's amazing like he was dead center in that mat more or less yeah. how did yeah. that uh, did you just i think it was just luck and and, and blessings <laughs> I, it's funny but you say that because i've seen videos where you know at a much shorter distance people have tried that and they completely missed the path no i know it was unbelievable <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. dead center hit. And then yeah. also, I'm pretty sure, so you brought the pad up. And and by the way, that pad was half buried, right? Like it wasn't just sitting there in the yeah. snow. No, was, How did yeah, you even was, see buried. the pad? Why was it even there? I think it was there because the skate park, the, 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 X the, the X game park is next door and they have all those pads right. for the jumps and things. And I think it was an yeah. excess pad that just happened because that was right next to that lift. That's, yeah. where I th that's why I think that pad was there actually. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see those pads out, out, you know, um, in the lift areas very often. No, never. So I think it's never. just because it's right next to that, like sort of, you know, the, where they do the, the stunts, you know, right. on the snowboard right. stuff, the, the skate park or whatever they call it. Yep. And then also I think someone else, and I'm not sure if that was you, someone else removed the pad from the ski pole itself and put that on top of your pad. If I remember correctly right. to, to make it like a double pad. Do you remember who did that or who, or were you involved in that or what happened there? No, that was, that was ski patrol. Um, you know, cause at first we were just looking to see if there was a way that, um, you and the instructor were able to kind of leverage enough to pull Skylar back up. And I think that was the first ski patrol on the scene who right. had, you know, the, the, the foresight to grab that pad and, and throw it on top. Like down below, we also felt that feeling of helplessness and yeah. it was like, Oh my God, like, do we, like climb up that, you know, the <laughs> to do something because it, it just was, felt like it was yeah. the craziest thing of all time. So I guess I'll tell you yeah, what happened I wanna, from I my point I think it's important, view, babe, to, um, to just give everyone, set the table. And, and let me just say, I was not physically there f for all of this until the after, which I'll get into later. So it was really, Roger had the boys on a ski day without me. <laughs> I was with our instructor. Correct. And so it was a quad chairlift and it's, I think a lot of the issue has to do with the fact that this is that sort of mid-mountain chairlift where it comes from below. And if the ski pack isn't correct underneath the lift, you know, it kind of doesn't hit you the right way, the lift. So what happened was the lift came. It was me. Then next to me was Skylar. Next to Skylar was Caius. And next to Caius was the ski instructor. And, Who we love. Oh, my God. Um, Scott? Yeah, Scott. We love you. Shout out Scott, wherever he is. He Run was him a Ralph Lauren ski jacket. Yeah, he was <laughs> also, he was, <laughs> I was like, I he's also, by the way, he's also a huge hero. Um, so anyway, what happened was, you know, we're getting on the ski lift, the chairlift, just like any other, you know, we've done millions of runs and the, the chairlift was just a little bit higher than normal. I felt it a little, so I kind of had, you know, kind of hit me a little high, but you know, Skylar being, you know, shorter, you know, kind of hit him, I think not in, you know, not below your butt where it should kind of hit him above his butt. So it sort of just, you know, pushed him forward as opposed to him. So he started slipping backwards. And of course my natural reaction and the instructor's natural reaction is he's slipping backwards. You, you know, you grab him so he doesn't get like run over by the ski lift to the ski, you know? So we yeah. just held him. And I distinctly remember turning around and being like, stop the lift. Stop the left. I'm pretty sure there was some curses coming out of your no, mouth. For yeah, sure. I was basically screaming like, stop the effing lift. And nobody heard me or it, it did not stop. So I basically held on to one arm. The other instructor, the instructor Scott held on to, to so I held on to Skyler's right arm. The instructor held on to Skyler's left arm. And you were holding the lift with your and, other hand, right? Well, no, I was just, well, I was sitting. Because the bar wasn't down. 
well, the bar was the, the bar never made it down. So Skyler never fell out of a ski lift. He never got on the ski lift, which is a, 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 a point. So well, what I want to I want to add something to that because a lot of people after it happened, a lot of the reaction was, "Oh, my kids mess around on the chairlift all the time, and I'm always like yelling at them not to do that." And like, "Oh, did you not put the bar down?" And I'm like, "This is really important because he actually never got on it. They were definitely not playing around, and the bar never even had a chance to get down." Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like that. I just want to clear that up because that's a question we get all the time. Yeah, it was just, you know, literally he slid sort of, you know, his skis pushed him forward. His, you know, he started falling backwards. So you're holding him. We held him screaming for the lift to stop. It didn't stop. And we just kept getting higher, frankly. So we went, I think, to the third pole, more or less. And at that point we were, uh, they measured it was, uh, it was from the chair itself, 28 feet. It was basically three stories. Uh, yeah. where we, where they finally, uh, and we have some background on why it didn't stop and all that, but whatever, didn't stop. So we're up there literally holding on to Skyler for dear life. The instructor Scott was, you know, amazing. And honestly, you just, I was just holding our child. Like, you know, it's like literally out of the movies, like, baby, I got you. I got you. I'm not letting you go. Like, but then, but then, daddy. But then what did, what did Caius do? But well, it's very important. That's we haven't gotten to that point yet. Is there anything more frustrating than when you get deodorant streaks on your clothing? Not many things. And I have to say, over my styling career, I have fought the dreaded deodorant streak and had to rush to remove a stain just before a major red carpet moment. Each and every deodorant never leaves streaks on clothing, and that's just one of the many reasons that I'm a huge fan. Truly, even on your favorite black sundresses, you don't have to worry about each and every showing up on your clothes. It will, however, show up for you where it counts. Each and every has been found to fight odor as well as an antiperspirant without aluminum so that you're always totally covered even in the summer heat. Each and every also has incredible gender neutral scents, is vegan and cruelty free and has no synthetic fragrances. The scents come from essential oils and extracts and they smell so beyond incredible. There are so many scents to try, but now that it's summertime, I personally love the bright energizing scent of the citrus and vetiver, but they also have this beautiful limited edition sandalwood and black pepper scent that I am so in love with. And no matter what scent I choose, I know never have to worry about each and every irritating my skin. Each and every is made with just six simple, safe ingredients and is free from aluminum, parabens, and other hidden chemicals, which means that I don't have to worry about harmful mystery ingredients. Trust me, each and every is an everyday essential. You have got to try this. And we have a special deal just for our listeners, 30% off your first purchase. Visit our URL, eachandevery.com slash Zoe and use promo code Zoe, Z-O-E. Don't wait. Get your 30% off now. Use promo code Zoe at eachandevery.com slash Zoe. So we are, we are holding on to, and I don't so know how, lo- for me to listen I to. don't know how long this was because it, it seemed like forever. It, it did. It did feel. And, and I don't know how long it actually was, but it felt like forever. And, you know, we were really trying to get Skyler back up to his chair, frankly. We're trying to get him into the lift. And for whatever reason, I, I'm pretty strong and Scott's very You're strong. You're very strong. And for whatever reason, just a kid below the chair with the boots it's like on, it's just leverage. We, we could not do, we could not pull him up despite our best efforts. So at that point, we're like, holy shit. So actually Scott kicked off his one ski and he was trying to climb up onto the chair itself so that he'd have the leverage to pull Skylar up. At the same time, he kicked off one of, we, we knew we had to get Skylar's uh, skis off because yeah, if, God forbi- if yeah. God forbid yeah. he fell, you, you don't want to fall in, in, in skis. That's a disaster. Yeah. So the good news is Scott got his ski off, his own ski off, used his boot to kick 
Skyler's left ski off. Then Skyler had his ski off, his left ski, and he kicked his right ski off. Skyler did? Yeah, his right He's ski off. He's such a soldier, that so, guy. That was so smart. So now- Such a survivor. He doesn't have his skis on. We're still holding on. We can't bring him up. We already are resigned to Which that. is insane to me, because you guys are both insanely strong. It, it, I don't know it what to leverage. tell you. It's you leverage. Were, it's, it's leverage. Just, yeah, it's, it, it's I leverage. was about to say, it's all the leverage. I mean, from that sitting position and you're kind of- And he, they were trying I mean, to keep Kai's on. Position. Yeah, and also my my other even younger son was Who's sitting so there. Little. And he, yeah. you know, and so what happened is we're basically holding on, holding on. And, you know, at that point, um, I believe the pad had appeared. Um, but yet you really don't want to drop the kid even on the pad if you could somehow bring him up. So we're sort of just in this sort of like- no decision mode. Like we're holding on the pad is there, but it didn't look very friendly to drop your kid into this like little pad that he may or may not fall no. into. Right. So, but ultimately what happened was, and if you see the video, you'll see Skylar's like whole, you know, his stomach is exposed, right? His whole, whatever. And what happens is when you're holding on to someone for that long, his helmet, his jacket, all of this stuff just started going up to his neck, and ultimately he started strang- getting strangled. Yeah. And, Caius, and Caius turned to me and goes, Daddy, Daddy, Skylar can't breathe. You have to let go. You, you have, have to, to let, let go. go. Skylar can't, can't breathe. breathe. And at that point, Scott heard it too. And it was one of those things where like, Skyler let go. We all let go kind of together. I don't know why. It was just, it was just time. Like he was like, yeah. he was like kicking. He was like, what? And that was it. And we just watched him fall. And I saw he did like a little bounce, roll to the left. And I was just screaming like, baby Skyler. And he's like, dad, I think I'm okay. And I was like, <gasps> and honestly, at that point, I was like, you know, I I had never literally, I'm, you know, the, the craziest, worst part about it all is, for all those that, that want to know, ski lifts do not go backwards. So if you're going to ask, no, they don't go in reverse. And actually, they don't go in reverse for a reason. They used to go in reverse, and there was a lot of ski accidents because the brakes would always uh, give, and, and that's mm-hmm. how they had the tragedy. So they actually only have ski lifts go forward now, the, the modern ones. That. Super interesting. I looked it up after, trust me. And, uh, <laughs> and whatever. The worst part was me, Caius, and Scott, the instructor, had to go, had to up go the to mountain. the top of the mountain. Scott oh, now yeah. has, we, none of us have poles because they're obviously thrown away. You know, we're trying to, you know, Scott has one ski, no poles. I have no pole skis and we have Caius. And you have no idea if Skylar's okay. And I have no idea if Skylar's okay. And the lift starts going back up. And now I'm on a chair going to the top of the mountain, like just wondering. I called Rachel, I remember, from after Skylar fell, I called Rachel and I go, Rachel. There's been a little bit of an incident. She's well, like, she's like, what do you mean? A little well, bit of an what incident. What happens is whenever Roger calls me and he's with the boys, how do I answer the phone? Is everything okay? So every time I literally go, is everything okay? And he goes, yeah. He always goes, yeah, yeah, we're fine. And two hours before that happened, maybe even an hour, he had said, oh, we're having the most beautiful day. The The weather's beautiful. The runs are amazing. The conditions are incredible. So I go, hi, babes, everything okay? And he was like, um, and he was like shook. He couldn't, it was like he was in shock. He couldn't really get out. No, I, if I he's remember, like, I don't I re- know. No. He, you said, yeah, I, I said, don't I don't know. know. I said, and I, I said, don't know. what do you mean you don't know? So imagine being a parent on the other end of a phone and you say, is everything okay? And he says, there's been an incident. And I said, what happened? He said, was Skylar. And I said, is he okay? And you said, I'm not sure, but I, said, I, I think, think so. so. And then you said, let me talk to him. And I go, Ike, you can't. I go, that's going to be an issue because I'm. I just had to let go I, of him. I'm, I'm still on the ski lift and Skylar fell through off the ski. Like, you know, it was, it was so it hard was to like describe, this, you know, this yeah. whole story to her. So I stopped breathing. I run downstairs to the hotel. I just start like. You know, I literally grabbed one like, of the guys outside like, the hotel you know, and I told I just, Rachel to come to the mountain. Obviously. I didn't even, I just, I just was like, where are you? And I, I literally just got in the car. I called my mother because I was like in mass hysteria and you know, my mom weirdly in, in panicky situations for some reason is so good at being calm. Um, I think you get to a certain age in your life and maybe you just know how to be calm. But I just, I called my mom and she said, okay, you have to breathe. You have to breathe. So the seven minutes over there felt like two hours and I had no color on my face and, and I just 
pulled up to the mountain. I'm in like literally like eight inch heels and like some coat and I go flying out of the car and the guy's like, madam, you can't walk on the, I'm like, you know, I start like cursing. I'm like, where's (laughs) my son? And the guy at the bottom, I just was grabbing people. I'm like, I'm so sorry. My son just fell off the, Oh, are you the mom? I'm so sorry. I don't, I'm like, you don't know what, where is my son? And they literally were like, Oh, let me help you. You can't walk. Sir, I can walk perfectly. I can hike a mountain in these. Just bring me to wherever he is. And he said, okay. Um, And I kept going, is he okay? And they said, well, and I kept getting these very ambiguous responses, which is literally the worst thing you can ever. And I'm like, where's my husband? Where's, I literally couldn't find anybody. So he was, I guess, skiing down. No, I ran into you at the bottom of the mountain. Yes, but I had already been there. No, so Rachel was looking around for our child at the bottom of the mountain. I remember in this older man from Ski Patrol. No, and that's, I literally skied basically into Rachel, like, oh yeah. my God, we, we met. She's like, where's Skylar? I'm like, I, I don't ran know. Off of my heels. And then that gentleman mm-hmm. brought you to where Skylar was. He said, was. are you sure you can walk? I go, just take me there. So he took me behind, f- like further away. And all of a sudden I see like, like an mini, ambulance. Am- yeah, there's like a mini medical and center. And I'm like, obviously like all the color of blood in my face just goes to my feet. And I open up the door and there's like the head of ski patrol and Skylar lying in a full body brace with his cute little rosy cheeks sticking out. And he looks at me and he goes, and I, I was literally frozen because, you know, as the parent, you have to stay calm because you can't make them more scared. Of course, Skylar being Skylar, he was calm. I was mental. And he was like, he, he was so worried about me being nervous that he was like, mommy, deep breaths. I think I'm okay. And I said, does anything hurt? And he said, my back hurts and my neck hurts. He goes, but I think I'm okay. And I looked at the, the ski patrol guy and I was like, and I was like, is he okay? And he said, I think so. And I couldn't get, some, you know, you just want to hear someone go, I think he's fine. I think he's great. Yeah. He can move. Yeah. So he started to tell me the things that were good, that he could like feel this and feel that and whatever. Yeah. So we rode over, just me and him, and yeah, well, the whole well, time. Don't forget. So Rachel got taken back to yes. Skylar. I was with Caius. Right. I, with a slower kid, I'm walking back with our ski boots. And guess what I get to see? An ambulance pulling away. Right. Yeah. So I never. And they wouldn't let you come too no, because of COVID. Because of COVID. So, so Only I one literally. Right. So all, I'm with my little son and we're like going to look for mommy and Sky. Roger literally like can't And breathe. then the freaking ambulance drives by and I'm like. Oh He's in God. like shock. And then I saw the uh, the policeman who were going to bring his skis to the hospital. And I'm like, you might as well give them to me because I couldn't go. And I, right. I took his skis back to the hotel and just waited. And I got back to the hotel. I First of all, I didn't breathe correctly. He literally. Like, o- almost five hours. I, I remember, I just think, I went home. I, this is probably a terrible thing to say, but like <laughs> I took a Valium. I did two shots of vodka I think <laughs> and I still could not calm down I was like <gasps> <gasps> it was crazy oh my god worst you, day of my life I'm sorry worst um, day of my life well so I was I we went to the ER Skylar's talking me off the ledge literally through the whole ambulance ride as he would and I'm just trying to like feel him and the you know the, the guy was like don't you know try not to touch anything don't move anything and I'm just trying to stay calm so that he doesn't pick up on my fear. And Skylar, the first thing he says to me is, oh, mom, poor daddy. He was, he, he had to let go of me. He goes, and he goes, the first thing he said, he goes, but really good on my brother because he saw that I couldn't breathe and he told daddy that I couldn't breathe. So daddy had to let go. And I said, at that point, you have to understand, I did not know one thing that happened. I did right. not know any details. I didn't know he fell off. I literally had no idea other than maybe he wasn't okay. And there I was. So I'm in, I'm in the ER. We get to the ER and Skylar's like trying to retell it. And I was like, Skylar, I don't want to make you tell this, but he's like, mommy, I never got on the lift. I couldn't get on. And daddy was holding me and Scott was holding me. And Da, da, da. He goes, but then my jacket started strangling me because daddy was trying to pull me up. And then Caius told daddy I couldn't breathe. And he's like, so I just made a decision that I had a way better chance of surviving a fall than I would have of being strangled to death. And I was like, 
okay, that's a really interesting decision for a nine-year-old to have to make <laughs> right. in that second. He goes, but mommy, um, I, I, I think I fell okay, you know? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I just kind of used some of my Taekwondo skills and, you know, I kind of just... I, I think I rolled a little bit. He goes, I don't really remember, but I think I'm okay. And he did. I kept, he rolled as soon as he hit. And yeah. I said, I said, you know, Sky. I said, God. He goes, Mommy. He goes, he, he goes. I, I, I think I'm okay. And so he gets in the bed. He's still in the brace, and the, the team starts unwrapping him. And the doctor comes in, and Skylar starts going. So, do you think that da da da? And starts asking all these like really intricate <laughs> medical questions. And she goes, How old is he? I go, Nine. She goes. I think he's okay. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, he wouldn't be asking me these questions. He wouldn't be able to like, you know, she was like feeling him. She was doing all these things. And she was like, she goes, I need to x-ray him and whatever. And I said, Skylar, I'm so sorry. I, I, I just, I, I just, I wish this were me. And he goes, mommy, thank God it wasn't you. You would have broken so much worse than me. He goes, and you don't take Taekwondo. So you wouldn't know how to fall. <laughs> and, and that's what he said. And the doctor literally looked at me and he goes, he's a hundred percent right. You would have been broken a lot worse than he was. And so I took him in and he got x-rayed and I was like helping him onto the table. And, you know, he was really just sore and, you know, bruised up, but like ultimately. We had him back on the slopes two days later. Two days later, he two wanted later. to go back on. And, and, and on our way home, he just said to me like, can I just get in bed and play Minecraft with my friends? And I literally was like, you can do everything anything you want. <laughs> it's that moment. But I tell you, Roger and I literally were not okay for a good week. Yeah, I think it really, it really, really, really disturbed me. The whole thing. And we just kept staring so... at him. I kept sleeping next to him. I kept watching him breathe. Yeah. I wouldn't like leave him because, you know, listen, I think the things you think about as parents is like, number one, physically, right? So is there an after thing, right? So mm -hmm. Did he have anything internal? Did he have any, you know, you just, you just start to think about all those things and also emotionally, you know, and thankfully he really, I mean, he's really fine. And, and, and Caius, bless his heart. We went skiing the next day. Yeah. Caius was, was like, he was, I mean, honestly, maybe he's too young. He was like pretty unaffected. Caius. The fact that it didn't, yeah, the fact that it didn't scare him. No, he went was, skiing next. I mean, we well, you know what Caius said? Caius goes, I'm a little scared for my brother to go on a chairlift again. <laughs> That's what Caius <laughs> But actually, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a very quick story about the next day skiing. We, again, went out with, with Scott, but this time we had two instructors. They were, we, we were very, uh, they were very concerned the mountain, just make sure we're good. So good yeah. on them. And um, I, I got separated from them. And people who, who ski HX will know it's like this one chairlift that is like the single chairlift that they really need to replace. But it's like the World Cup downhill chairlift from like God knows what. It's like, But it's literally <laughs> held together with plywood and spit. I, and there's no bar. And the next day I find myself, I got separate. You have to take that chair. And it's a single chair for like 15 minutes. It's pretty high. There's no bar. And you had like, you I've, had a panic attack. For sure I did. I was literally, and listen, I've been skiing all my life. Never, ever thought about it. I mean, you think about it like, wow, I'm kind of high, but like you just kind of brush it off. Oh, I think about the it. Th that day I, I had both hands clutching that bar. It bummed me out a little that it, that it brought my confidence down in the whole I don't want to say the system, the the whole thing, you know, it just, it's so interesting because people are like skiing so dangerous. You hear people, you know, getting taxed, like even dying. Right. And yeah. for me, I, I don't know. I'm a good skier. It's just never, I don't think about it. I think about it's it every time it, I it put a ski it's, on. It's not something that has come into my world. I feel very comfortable. I guess it's like surfers. They feel the same way in the water. You know, I'm very yeah. uncomfortable in the water, but for the mountain, I'm very comfortable in the mountain. This really rocked me. Like, wow, that sort of serenity and that sort of my happy place. And it still is. And that's why it was very important for me to go right back out because, mm -hmm. you know, mountain skiing is just a big part of like my growing up and it's something I love. So anyway, but I was... think, but here's the thing, the reason we wanted to really talk to you today, Luis, and share this story and have it be very, um, out there in the open is because, you know, right after it happened, I was asked by various like media outlets and all these people to kind of do these interviews and like the drama and it was all over the news and all of these things. And for me, the, the really important part of this whole thing is this happens 
often. Okay, so if I'm being honest, running my own business is incredible, but so much work. I have the support of an amazing team, but I am always looking for ways to make my workday more productive and more time efficient. Just like so many of you, my schedule is jam-packed. Between kids and work, there's hardly a moment to spare ever. So if there's a way that I can get something done more efficiently, it's absolutely necessary that I do that in the interest of time. These days, thanks to stamps.com, I can easily do all of my mailing and shipping right from my computer. Whether you're sending letters or shipping packages, stamps.com will make what was once a hassle super easy. And not only that, you'll actually pay less, a lot less, because you'll get discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. With stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. The fact of the matter is stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. And if you have a business, let me tell you from one business owner to another, you need stamps.com. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life, stamps.com can help you manage your shipping needs and minimize your stress. And believe me, every business owner could do with a little less stress in their lives. No wonder over 1 million businesses chooses stamps.com for their mailing and shipping. All you'll need is your computer and you'll be able to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. So if you're looking to save both time and money, and if you're a business owner, you should be, I highly suggest using stamps.com. Stop wasting time waiting in line at the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk at all. And with my promo code ZOE, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ZOE. That's stamps.com promo code ZOE. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. I think so. The reason that we wanted to have you on, Luis, and talk about this is because after all these news outlets and everybody else has been literally since it happened, it still is the number one thing. Is Skylar okay? How did it happen? Was he reckless? Was it this? Was it that? And the reason that I actually wanted to be open about what happened is because this should not happen. This is not about this is not about children being irresponsible. This is not about parents being irresponsible. This is actually something that shouldn't happen. Look, accidents happen, right? Like, of course, but this is happening over and over. And we've actually now seen, which have been now made public, I think a lot because Skylar's was, that we've now seen since Skylar's another like five of them happen since. And that just means there's probably way more than that, that we don't know about. And, you know, I guess my question is, um, you know, you're a parent. I mean, A, have you ever experienced something like this before? Or B, what do you think in your opinion can be done to kind of change this? Because I know I have my thoughts, but I mean, it doesn't seem that difficult to to remedy this, but maybe it is. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm not a, a ski industry expert no, in terms me neither. of lift chairs and <laughs> right, how they, what they would do to improve that. Um, a child safety for, bar? For, especially for, for children. I think that's always one of the risks that when you have um, children who are much, you know, obviously smaller than, than adults and these chair lifts are designed for, for grownups. I think that's, that's the biggest challenge with, with that, finding out a, a way that, that makes it safe for everybody. Um, I mean, I've never had an experience like this in my life with my kids before. Um, the only thing I think even comes close was our daughter getting out of a stroller in, in, in a shopping mall and we thought she was asleep and just, it's that feeling of helplessness. As yes. A parent. You Your heart drops. To, yeah. That you never want to feel. And all of a sudden, you know, she was hiding. She was playing hide and seek. <laughs> was, we had that. We had that. Uh, yeah. So I think that's, that's just, you know, and, and if you're seeing it happen, you know, I, I can't even imagine obviously Roger, what, what that what must've felt like, but 
it's yeah, it's, it's but I, but it's, it's but it's funny. I noticed the next day on the ski lift, and and you know, you're right in what you say. You know, the, Kai is actually because he can't hit the he can't reach the ground with his feet, right? Mm. So mm. he's sort of like in a weird position where 100 percent he could slip right through the bar mm. and the bottom of. There's so much room there, and it just seems. Right. Like that's pretty easy. The other thing we were thinking about, you there know, should just be a child bar. I don't know why they wouldn't have literally like just chain link ladders that they could th- that are out of the back that you could just walk. You know, you could climb down a, ch- a lift from because they're if not reverse. Right? If you get stuck, it just doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't have just those easy throw down. You know, really long, and you have to climb down. You have to climb down, but you, you're literally up there with nothing and it's kind of scary what i what i did read actually i think canada or some of the canadian ski park they all now they have it mandatory i think at each pole there's one of those like cushiony catch things you know so you can catch someone Mm -hmm. because again there should be some if god forbid what happened to skylar happened i mean it's gonna happen you know accidents happen right so but the question is is how can you be more prepared for it and you know the the fact that you how how do you prevent it and how do you well the fact that 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 louise randomly found a pad and luckily saved our child's life is not what i want to like rely rely on on. so i think that there could be some (laughs) changes and you know maybe we should um Start looking into that range. Oh, trust me. I actually did for a long time afterwards. But I do think, look, in my mind, it's two things. And we're going to let you go, Luis. I think, um, to me, little things like, obviously, when there's elderly or there's younger children, there should be a special assistance or they need to slow it down, which obviously will make lines longer and all of that. Maybe there should be a kid's line, whatever, so that, you know, we figure that part out. But I do think in simplest terms, there should just be an extra bar for kids so kids don't slip because, you know, little kids just slip right under the bar, right? So there's all those things. But yes, I think if in the event that you do get stuck, there should be ways to escape somehow. But Louise, I just want you to know that in our life, forever and in Skylar's life forever, you are like, I swear if I could somehow figure out how to like make a Louise like statue in gold and diamonds and just keep it like an right there. An altar. Yeah, it's well, an altar. I think to bring it back to our show, I think what's interesting is we literally never knew Louise before that tragedy. Right. And it's so interesting that the moment that happened and after he came, you know, we spoke to you that night, we found out yep. who was the man that did this. We were very obviously... Uh, as parents, we wanted to thank him. Because everyone kept saying it was Ski Patrol. And I'm like, and I was, oh, not it's ski, not. I knew it wasn't because they were not there. You know, they, they were right. not there yet. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right. no. And then we found out. Through social media, because right. Jamie Tish, who's a mutual friend of ours, right. commented and said, oh, my God, I didn't know that was Skylar. My friend Luis is the one. That, and I said, oh, my God, please help me find him. <laughs> right. So, so we actually, yeah. So we tracked you down, actually, just to kind of, you know, obviously, as parents, we wanted to thank you. But I think as it relates to works for us, and this is a relationship show, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how to, you know, we've never met you before and literally in a, but I love you 10 seconds, no, (laughs) 30 seconds later. No, we feel like we, the relationship is so deep and so special and we've never really even met. It's just so interesting how you could be so close and so thankful. And so like someone could be, it's interesting. How could someone be how can you have such know. a deep relationship with someone in a split second? I think that's super interesting because to me, like I, I don't We're know connected anything. To you I don't know anything about yeah. you, your kids, your family, but I feel I, do. I feel Louis no, and I talk all you know what I mean, but I feel connected to you, and I think that's super interesting. Uh, I think that's what people feel like when they're in war together, yeah. and I think those are the bonds that people are feeling, and that's why, you know, servicemen, you know, they have and policemen, they have those bonds that are just very hard to describe. Yes, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. No, going through a crisis together, I think, is is always something that yes, will will bring people and and bond in a way that other experiences may not. So, I mean, like I said, I I, I just feel that I'm glad I was able to help and. It, I, I would have felt horrible if, you know, if, if uh, Skylar had not been okay after this. And I hope you, that anybody that is in that situation just steps in to do the right thing. I think that's exactly. another, that, that's another yeah. part of it that I also want to say is that like, when we first spoke to you, you were like, well, I think I just did what any person. And we were like, there no. was a lot of other people <laughs> around people actually. <laughs> yeah, um, but I some... also think being a parent, I, I could tell you this. 
if Roger were you, he would have done the exact same 100%, thing. A billion, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would have, but I wouldn't have been physically yeah. able to do that, yeah. but I would have tried. I would have yelled well, at a hundred people no, around I, me I, to help for me. For sure, I would have been under there to break someone's yes, fall. You know, I would have taken it for the person, you know, hundred percent. If it had, it, if it came down to it, a kid was falling, I would try and catch them. You know, I'd probably break my arm, but who cares? Yeah. Right. You know, so for sure, you know, you just have to. And so, yeah. thank you. We we will thank uh, you. We will love you, and you will always be a guardian angel to uh, us and to Skylar for life. And we can't wait to, we can't uh, wait to buy you a drink person. when we come to Aspen this year. Diamonds, drinks, anything, I, I cars. Know, I, know. I look forward. To, uh, <laughs> next and I look forward to meeting you and and the kids, yes. uh, the boys in person. One you day know because, it. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I feel definitely a connection. And um, yeah, I'm so happy to have been there. Well, thank you, Thank Luis. you for coming on our show. We, we really, love you. really, really love to your family, okay? Be well. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you've ever stood in front of the mirror in the morning and wished your under-eye bags would just go away, you are so not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women until now. And by the way, myself included. Introducing the new GenuCell Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Honestly, this is an under-eye treatment that actually works and the reviews prove it. Susan from New Jersey wrote, quote, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and have not come back. I love your product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. Not only Susan, folks, I use it and I love it. The plant stem technology used in GenuCell visibly reduces the puffiness under my eyes in the morning and it feels so cool and soothing whenever I apply it. And with its instant effects, you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. Seriously, this actually works really quick. I guarantee it. I actually wake up in the morning and my eyes feel firm and tight and not puffy. I'm pretty obsessed with this product. Order now and get 50% off all GenuCell packages for summer. Go to lovegenucell.com slash Zoe. Again, that's lovegenucell.com slash Zoe. LoveGenuCell.com slash Zoe. It really does work. Get yours. Hi, I'm Skylar, the one who fell off the chairlift that um, my parents just did an episode on, podcast episode, and um, I'm totally fine. I felt like um, I was going to be okay uh, when I was hanging from the chairlift because um, uh, I knew that there was snow. And also, um, it looked pretty high. Uh, it was just if I landed on any part other than my neck, I think my I didn't think it would be fatal. But um, yeah, and uh, my mom she she was pretty scared um, when I was like in a when I was in the little um, like stretcher I think it's called, and uh, when I was getting taken to the emergency room in um aspen so the how it happened was um i was just getting onto the chairlift normally to go skiing and uh i was falling off because i didn't jump up all the way onto the chairlift and it was still going so the chairlift operator didn't know that uh he just thought like um i was fine he thought i was on because he couldn't see me so then after we went up for a while and I was hanging, my dad was like, um, stop the chairlift, stop the chairlift. Then, but my dad dropped his poles. Um, so the guy like walked, grabbed his poles and came back. But then he realized that I was hanging and then he stopped it. So, and um, then I was like hanging and Luis, he put the mat down. He just jumped off his snowboard, grabbed the mat like around the pool, half buried in the snow, put it under me. And then um, I think that's part of the reason why I was fine. Or I wasn't like fine, but I, I wasn't like uh, incredibly hurt or anything like that. Yeah, that's pretty much my episode or my little speech. And um, thank you to everyone that called my mom and sent her stuff uh, to see if I was okay. And just a lot of thanks to Luis. And I'm not scared to ski. 
I know uh, some of you guys out there might think I'd never want to ski again, but I'm not one of those people who like get hurt and then never do it again. Get back on the saddle, as some people say. So, as usual, you know, we are the same at the core, but we handle situations very differently, most of them. Certainly, I think in trauma or a scary situation, I feel like we react totally differently. I'm a lot calmer. Yes, I think you're typically just in denial, but yes, calmer for sure. Well, denial is part of, you know, putting fear away like like this, you know, you got to think clearly. Okay, but in this situation... The fear was very real and it was in your hands. I was not physically there. And what I mean is you experienced it live. I did not. Understood. And it, I mean, like it never occurred to me to blame you in any way. Like I would never, cause it was funny. I think someone made some comment like, Is oh my God, a, Roger right. didn't grab him. And I was right. like, asshole. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? He was holding on to him for dear life. Uh, I think, listen, I think it's natural to want to put an uncontrolled situation and put some blame. I think, you know, obviously Rachel, you didn't blame me. I mean, I listen at the end of the day when, when, when it was so like literally life and death, I mean, I think just, you know, the after effect is more, you know, again, you know, it's like the old cliche. We knew he was okay. We stared at him, but that didn't help but in the, the moment. Right. But the, the whole, but the, I'm saying, I'm talking about afterwards, you know, the old cliche is really, is really, you know, right. It's, it's like, if it's like all's well, that ends well, you know, and if he wasn't well, I don't know what would have happened or how, you know, we, we, we may still be dealing. I can't, I can't no, actually we still talk may be about dealing it. with the situation. Are if you, you kidding me? It. We would never so, not be dealing with. So that situation. was a huge fork in our road and, you know, in our life road. And, you know, I think afterwards, <sighs> I don't know. I think, I don't know if, it, I guess it, it kind of made us closer in a weird, in a way, because, you know, it really, we, we experienced trauma together. You think we both which handled we've, it, which we've done. No, but I think we handled it like as a, as a, as a unit, as opposed to like, you yes. know, we there was it no unit. blame. There's no blame. And I also, agree. you know, Oh, are we going to, you know, the media wanted to speak to you right. and they were like, we really, listen, we were dealing with a lot of things, yep. you know, at the time. And, you know, we didn't fight. It was interesting. We were really con- like, we were really good well, together. Because to be honest, I felt so badly for you. Yeah, you did. I actually well, felt saw so it. I was badly. really wrecked. I was wrecked. I was like, Roger I was, was literally, he did not have color in his face. He was like, in the middle of the night, you were like saying weird things in your sleep. Yeah. You were like fully in shock. You had to let go of your child's hand, watch him fall 30 feet and hope that he didn't break his neck or his back. No, and know. that's all I, as nuts. I was standing there and look, the first thing I thought of was his back and his neck, right? Because that's all you think of, right? Okay. If he broke an arm, okay. If he broke a leg. Okay. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the important thing is in those situations or now we know, and we've been through quite a bit with Sky since he was born. Mm-hmm. We've had a long pause, thankfully, but yes, he has scared us a number of times badly, but I would say for the most part, we handle it united and together. And I would say the highlight, my life highlight would be that, um, you know, that he, uh, is 100% perfect. I mean, he's healthy emotionally and physically, and I'm pretty sure there's not more we could ask for. And you and I are repaired. I mean, I'm definitely even more apprehensive now about safety on the slopes for sure, because I already was, but you know, this definitely deepened that a little bit. The one, the one thing I got from every single guy that I know is like, oh, now my wife's going to be even more annoyed about going skiing or I barely mm-hmm. get away with it anymore. Yep. And yep. she, you know, so yep. it's true. <clears throat> I think that's certainly something that is probably, you know, I don't want to be sexist, but men and women, I think there is a certain amount of fear when their kids go up on the mountain for the day. And I think the dads are I like, think that the mothers have an umbilical it, cord you know, that and- doesn't break. So if you like what you heard so far, please make sure you've subscribed on Apple podcasts and give us a rating and review and please keep listening. We love your feedback and we love that our listeners are so loyal and so devoted and are loving the podcast as much as we love doing it. And of course, check us out on our Instagram at works.for.s. Lastly, 
please, because it's the most fun part, call and share your story or ask us a question. If you want to share your own story or ask us a question, leave us a message at our new Works For Us hotline, 657-549-2251, 657-549-2251. And we just might share your story or answer your question on our show. So honey, what's your highlight of this week if you have one? Or a low light I'm or start, both? I'm going to start with my low light and then I'll go to my highlight. Okay. So the low light of my week is that I think you're secretly in love with another man. What? Well, let me explain. Please there... explain because I'm telling you here and now I am not. Okay. Love when might, you say in love. Love might be a strong word. There, There's a good chance that there's a very handsome British or Australian. Can you not talk about this? Soccer First coach? of all, he's English. Oh, okay. He's English. There might be a very young- Proper English. Proper English whippersnapper teaching Whippersnapper? Our, what are you, a grandpa? Are you 90? Who says whippersnapper? I, I, I'm just Would saying. Would you like some iced tea and a daisy? Yeah, I'd like him into the please. Yeah, exactly. Who are um, you? You playing bridge? Listen, you know what? Don't detract from don't detract from your attraction. Let's not talk about my teen crush on someone substantially younger than me. So it might be true, Miss Robinson. It's not, and don't say it. Okay, so that's my low light that my wife might be in love with someone else. My highlight, however is because she's in love with this oh, person. Jesus. I'm feeling like friskiness is beyond. Did you just it, say frisky? Think, Again, are you 90? I think the friskiness factor might increase and in my Has any listener of, here ever used the word frisky when they weren't talking about a cat or their grandparents? Okay, I'm going to rephrase. I'm thinking that maybe you'll Don't be more animated. animated. <laughs> just more animated and maybe thoughtful or Do thinking. Do you want to have sex with you? Oh my God, Rachel, why would you be so overt? It's better than frisky or animated. Yeah, I, I'd say you probably Animated? Wanna... That's like a cartoon. Who are you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we want to talk about this in there, but yeah. Okay, you... can you leave? What's Go. your highs and lows, baby? Go. Is your... Don't you have a phone call? I do, very quickly, but I okay, want to hear bye. your high and low. Oh, sugar, I'm two minutes late. Hurry. Okay, well, in a highlight, I have taken on my first styling job. What? Um, to style someone, I'm not going to say who it is, for the Cannes Film Festival 2021. Um, it would be the first red carpet styling I've done in five years. I have a new low light. <laughs> I want to do, I want to redo my low light. I don't care that she's in love with another man. I'm so sad that she's going to be a stylist again because I my, didn't say I'm going to be no, a stylist but Rachel, again. You cannot like she's an addict. She's like, I was up till one in the morning like, oh, looking at started. couture. Dress, Roger came in the kitchen. The He's like, what are you doing? I'm oh like, oh my God. I thought, I thought Once those a days stylist, were always a stylist. Over. Oh God, help us. God help me. I just want to know for the record, I am not carrying any freaking garment bags for you. Those days are over. And you don't want couture in your closet. And I, I don't want couture in my closet. All right, get out. Well, unless you gift some stuff to me, that's cool. You wearing a ball gown? Oh, you're not doing man. Ugh, now I'm really upset. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.